Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about Bitcoin and its um, potential disruption in financial services. Let's start with the summary. Um, the summary uh, says that Bitcoin uh, cuts intermediaries, thus costs, competing with banks and fintechs like Revolut. Uh, in second place, it has benefits for both the acquiring side, which is the consumer, and the issuing side, which is the mer merchants. Uh, and the third and final uh, bullet point is uh, Strike will make uh, the benefits of Lightning Network and Bitcoin available to the masses. Um, um, if you are following, following, uh, following, uh, sorry, for following us, um, you know that this summary uh, is a new addiction to to the written post at stockpickinginsights.com. The purpose is to save your time. So. Uh, Check the written posts, read the summary, or listen to the summary. If you don't like, just move along and save your time. You also have action points uh, in the end of this podcast and uh, in the end of the article um, to make you do something with the information. But let's get into the today's topic. Bitcoin's disruption in financial services deserves the intention of who? Uh, some particular stock pickers, and that's banking and payments, um, people that have those kinds of stocks. This will be especially true if it gets adopted as a currency by merchants and our payment app consumers. We already know uh, Bitcoin's use as a store of value. We've covered that. Um, you just, if you want to listen to it, you just go back to the um, uh, second episode, if I'm not mistaken, and give it a check. Um, now it's on its way to work well as a currency with Lightning Network. So we're talking about layer two and we're going very well. And by ditching intermediaries, your Bitcoin can travel more cheaply as we'll see. So the idea behind this article is that Bitcoin is set to, to steal some market share from certain companies, centralized companies. And because, because of that, because of its technology, um, it will uh, attract capital inflows and increase its value. Starting with the dis disruption on the merchant side, merchants have something to lose by, by accepting, accepting Bitcoin. Uh, one can argue that Bitcoin has a bad brand due to the SG and criminal concerns. Also, Bitcoin is extremely volatile and this may cause merchants to sell their products below the desired price because they may cash out their Bitcoin at well um, below the selling date price. Uh, so basically, uh, ESG, criminal concerns, they both uh, give a bread brand to Bitcoin, so merchants may not want to accept it, and also the volatility, the, the gap between accepting a, a payment and cashing out the Bitcoin, if uh, assuming they will. Uh, they may lose uh, some money there. Uh, and that's the bad part. Yet, uh, the, benef the benefits of accepting Bitcoin as a merchant are overwhelmingly good because a merchant accepting card payments must source the banks for a payment ter terminal. Um, and what are the implications? The implications are that by doing so, uh, it has a monthly fee for the hardware, the, the terminal. Uh, those merchants are also paying a percentage over every transaction done 
also they are paying a flat transaction fee. So if I take my uh, debit card, I swipe it on a terminal, um, this merchant is paying at least, uh, at least in my country, Portugal, they are paying at least 20 euros, which is around uh, 25 bucks um, flat per month. They are paying, let's say I buy a coffee with it, they are paying a 5 to 10 cent uh, flat fee on it. And finally, they are paying a percentage fee on the transaction. Um, and that percentage fee can be upwards of uh, 0.75%, so almost 1%. Um, this adds up for small purchases because the flat fee uh, takes a bigger toll and um, basically that's that's why the, the small payments suffer more. Um, and this wildly varies depending on the network and service provider, but these are minimum values based on some research and it doesn't seem to be getting better as European banks are trying to cover the costs of negative yielding bonds. And in Europe, this is happening. This has been happening for several years now, um, but there's um, upwards of 10, uh, 15 trillion uh, negative yielding bonds in the US now. So it's not only in Europe. And Lightning Network uh, cuts the bank off, so the merchant doesn't need to rely on the bank to for a services for a payment terminal because uh, they only need a cell phone. And this reduces fees based for mer merchants, so th that's an incentive for them to accept the payments. Uh, and this is true especially for small volumes, small ticket ones with... Uh, international services because if you are selling internationally there's uh, another uh, fee burden implied um, an example of this is uh, an individual tutor for example um, the lightning network also cuts off clearly clearing parties like visa and master mastercard and those ones take 0.1 percent of every transaction so they uh, bitcoin and Lightning Network cuts that off too, because simply there's no need for a central party to do it. It's all done with technology and smart contracts. Um, there is no central entity managing the books. Um, you rely on commitment transactions and uh, distributed uh, Bitcoin layer one uh, to do that. So uh, we are seeing that Bitcoin cuts a lot of intermediaries and that saves uh, costs for merchants. Another small topic is credit cards and fraud and privacy um, that they are linked to. Bitcoin comes to compete with credit cards too, uh, indirectly, because the Lightning Network isn't credit-based, it's, it's like a, a debit system. Um, but uh, despite that, it still competes with them. Um, let's see how. Um, I'll read you now a quote from the book of Satoshi, uh, which is a good book for you to read if you want to educate yourself on Bitcoin. Uh, and the book says, compare this with a credit purchase, which necessitates the buyer giving enough personal information to enable another party bent on fraud 
a hacker or a dishonest employee to make fraudulent purchases with it. So uh, what this means is that credit cards require you to trust the, the merchant that you are buying from because you are giving them the, your personal information and if the merchant wants, he can spend uh, with your credit card. Um, the author cleverly states that this leads credit cards companies to spend money in fraud prevention and um, of course they will pass the costs to you because they have to make money. And a decentralized trustless network like the Lightning Network cuts this cost too because there's no need for that. There's no, there's no trust involved, so there's no need for a, for a third party to, to spend on fraud prevention and pass you the costs. An exception to this will be some custodial wallets, um, and we'll see how those will develop, but you have semi-custodial and non-custodial solutions too, which we'll get uh, to in a few in a few minutes. And um, let's talk yet another topic. Um, we have PayPal, Wise, Revolut, and all of those uh, are going to compete with Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. Um, have you ever tried to send 40 euros or, euros or uh, $45 or $50, uh, a small amount, uh, from the Europe to US or vice versa with one of these services? Um, um, if you ever tried it, you know what I'm talking about. And I have um, a table in my written article and in that table on the written post, at stockpickinginsights.com, you will see that uh, euro to USD transfer of 40 euros um, costs uh, in Revolut 7.5%, uh, in WISE 3.2%, in PayPal 8%. And that's that means that the receiving person, um, uh, it depends on the, the company, either the receiving person or the sending person will... Uh, will pay for those uh, 3 to 8%. If you try to send a 100 euros, um, you have um, a fee of 1, 1.4% to 5%. And for 1,000 euros to dollars, you have 0.5% to 3.2%. Why is this the lowest ones of uh, in every type of transaction? But that's not the point. The point is that the fees are very high for small uh, ticket uh, transfers, uh, especially international ones with currency conversion. It's only when we get into the thousands that sending costs become low. If you are selling tutoring lessons to the US clients as an European citizen or vice versa, uh, get ready to be taxed upwards of 3% on every service sold. And don't even try to go below 40 euros because it will only get worse. A 10 euro euro to USD transfer uh, VOIs, which is the cheapest one, costs 10% of the money. Okay. Because these companies are the tall managers, tall managers of international transfers. To do full comparison between these and Lightning Network, we, we must make a round trip with the Lightning Network method. And... Uh, the first uh, the first step is uh, for this example is that your tutoring client wants to pay you 40 euros a month 
so if they wanted to pay you in Bitcoin, they will have to go to an exchange, buy Bitcoin and move it to a cold wallet or uh, move it directly to your wallet when taking it off the exchange. Um, let's say they have it in the cold wallet. They move some of its Bitcoin from the cold storage, the cold wallet, to a custodial or semi-custodial uh, wallet. Um, and that can be Blue Wallet for the custodial one or Phoenix, for example, for the semi-custodial one. Then they send um, the Bitcoin from your Lightning Network wallet for a fee of 1 to, to 100 Satoshis, which is 0 to, 4%, 0 to 4 cents sorry, at the moment. And that depends on the chosen wallet. Uh, and that's it. That's done. It seems a bit complicated, but my point is that uh, the fees are low. Um, so, but let's see, let's see. Uh, this person bought Bitcoin somewhere. Uh, they paid around 1.5 to 3% to the exchange in order to get it to, um, to get the Bitcoin and to move it to a cold wallet. Then they send the Bitcoin to a custodial uh, Lightning Network wallet, and that costs a little one transaction. And that costs anywhere from 10 cents to 11 dollars um, which is two to 100 sets per byte uh, then they possibly depending on the the custodial uh, lightning network wallet they chose they paid for a opening channel fee of one euro around around that which is three thousand uh, sets for the phoenix app for example um, and from there on, they pay routing fees of almost zero. So uh, the the light the the fees are are low if the person deposits um, a considerable amount um, during this uh, during this trip, which goes like change, cold wallet, and uh, lightning network wallet, um, because if if this person does it with 40 euros they will pay uh, an obscene amount of money to take the money off the exchange so it isn't feasible to do it this way uh, right now with small amounts of money but the person can do it with for example 1000 euros and then send 40 40 euros a month every time um, to the tutoring uh, to the tutor and pay zero fees uh, from there on, uh, which is better than having to transfer 1,000 euros to the tutor uh, in a lump sum, because uh, that would imply that either the, either the tutor is receiving much less, is um, receiving um, the money in advance, a lot, lot of money in advance, or it would imply that the tutor um, would be receiving the money for the services that it um, it did way way too late and way after providing the first service um, there's another barrier which is that this is outright difficult for a 50 year 50 year old mom that wants to pay for its son's tutoring lessons and even she could if she could do it um, the exchange toll is very high when uh, when we are moving uh, low amounts of uh, money to cold storages. 
which is what well, I was just referring to. But this is about to change. It has already changed in changed in places like El Salvador, but um, we have now Strike, which is a company that um, makes this process easier, and they are going to be in Europe too, and the transactions are way easier uh, with it. But let's check how it how it would go if you wanted to do a transaction with Strike. So with Strike, you would. Um, you the tutor would have to have strike uh, installed this the client that paid for the tutoring lessons would have strike installed both have the bank its banks connected to the app um like a normal wise or a revolut account for example or a paypal account then you would um the the person the client would want to send 40 euros which is around 47 bucks and what would they do? They would simply say, I want to send 47 bucks to, to my tutor. And that's it, instantly. Behind the scenes, what, what would be happening is that Strike would be, would be debiting the, your, the, the client's bank, converting it to Bitcoin, sending it to the, to the wallet in the tutor's account. And... Um, if the tutor wanted, he could receive it in Bitcoin or exchange it for euros, and then um, and then that's it. Uh, but the big difference is that this time the fees are way smaller uh, because a Strike um, is doing that uh, back process of converting USD to Bitcoin to euros um, for a zero point three percent fee. Um, and this uh, is a very small fee compared to the fees that we were talking about uh, a while ago. Because if you wanted to send 40 euros with WISE, you would pay 3%. If you wanted to pay uh, to send via Revolut or uh, PayPal, you would go through uh, uh, to more than 3%, upwards to 8%. And that uh, is a huge difference compared to zero dot three percent. This doesn't this doesn't represent a huge difference in high ticket uh, tra international transfers of, for example, one thousand euros. Um, but for small transfers, it's a big disruption. Um, but it requires. Um, strike uh, to make it available to the masses because uh, as it is today um, you can already benefit um, as a sender of international transactions but it is a fairly complicated process it's not simple at all uh, so um, a bitcoin um, investor shouldn't expect that to 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 reflect itself uh, in massive use right now uh, until companies like Strike or its competitors um, start doing their own work. Um, Lightning Network also has, um, also brings disruption to uh, huge payments, uh, but that, that's for another conversation. Uh, for example, uh, transfer, transfers of uh, 1 million euros or uh, 2 million or uh, those big transfers. Because 
Um, with Bitcoin, you have the possibility to clear uh, way faster, uh, but we'll, we'll leave that to, to another conversation. The moral of the story is that competition is good. Um, there are more examples to be talked about when it comes to international remittance, such as traveling abroad and foreign exchange fees, or even bank maintenance fees versus self-custody of Bitcoin at zero cost, because um, if I want to lend my money to the bank, uh, or in other words, deposit it in my bank, um, they are, are uh, most of them are going to charge me a maintenance fee. And if I self-custody my Bitcoin, I w the only fee I will pay uh, is the exchange fee because I have to buy it somewhere. But I don't, I don't pay any fees to custody it. And that's another competitive advantage when it comes to Bitcoin versus banking. Um, also, um, it has advantages in, for example, when when the majority of people want to travel abroad to certain places where the currency isn't the currency that they are earning, um, they have to convert it. Uh, it depends on customer behavior, but usually the traveler converts some of the currency beforehand uh, somewhere at the bank or a, a Western Union and then spends that money uh, abroad where it travels. Um, and with Bitcoin, you get a global global currency. So in the event that this network grows, um, the foreign, the, those exchanges of money uh, won't be as frequent. And this, uh, this, um, these cost savings get passed to consumers. So consumers will be able to spend without having to make so many uh, currency uh, transactions, forex currency transactions, exchanges, uh, because things might get priced in Bitcoin if the network grows well enough. But that's way in the future. It's just a possibility. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that Bitcoin and the Lightning Network are competing with today's money rails. And this is great news for merchants, consumers and remitters. Time will tell if custodial wallets, uh, wallets will be the new town managers. Uh, for example, Blue Wallet is a custodial wallet. So you are, if you want to use the Lightning Network with them, you are in fact giving them your Bitcoin and they are managing the books for you. It's just like a, a normal bank. So they may be the new town managers if Bitcoin becomes uh, more popular. Um, and they may want to charge us uh, 3 to 20% for an international transaction like um, Wise and Revolut and PayPal do today. Um, but there is always a way to bypass these intermediaries uh, because you don't have to use custodial wallets. It's just a convenience um, a way of doing it. But it is way too difficult for the average person. So it's not an option for the majority if you want to, to, to see Bitcoin being adopted by the masses. Um, a headwind for, um, for central, centralization in this custodial lightning network wallets is that this is an open source project, so there will be lots of competition. Um, but we'll see uh, what will happen to custodial fees there. Um, so my point is that 
um, the custodial part of the Lightning Network, it is very important for Bitcoin to be adopted by the masses. Yet, um, that may bring fees with it. So that may be the bad side and we'll see what happens. This new network is a new choice for consumers and that takes off power uh, from banks and other fintech companies. Uh, so Bitcoin is competing with uh, banks and and Paypal's and Revolut's and Wises and, and Visa and MasterCard. So the global transaction market may be disrupted by Bitcoin. And there is a very important final note. All the topics we've discussed today are attempts at integrating fiat and Bitcoin payments. If Bitcoin becomes a widely accepted method of payment, the disruption will be simply crazy, as we've lightly touched um, a few minutes ago. Uh, why? Because um, if Bitcoin gets accept, accepted wild, wild, uh, widely everywhere, there won't be uh, any significant costs to spend money worldwide besides Bitcoin uh, on ramps. And by that, I mean um, converting uh, fiat to Bitcoin. And so you would, in a Bitcoin world, you would be just converting fiat to Bitcoin and then spend Bitcoin uh, everywhere. And later, later in the process, you would be even earning Bitcoin. But that's way too far ahead. Um, if you are looking to invest in Bitcoin, you should be looking at the benefits today, which um, are, are more as a store of value, less as uh, transaction. But there is potential for um, very big disruption in transactional um, the transaction markets. So here are my action points for you. Uh, a few questions to make you move. The first one is, is my portfolio at risk of disruption due to Bitcoin? The second one is, should I edge my portfolio risk by buying Bitcoin? The third one is, is my bank or financial intermediary taking too much profit from my transfers? The fourth one is, should I self-custody my money and skip bank maintenance fees? And the last one is, should I start ac accepting Bitcoin as a vendor? That's it for today, guys. If you like the content, please subscribe. You go to stockpickinginsights.com. You'll see the little box where you put your email and you'll get a weekly email. And we'll see you next week.